Here, 357. Go up and if you need to, put one right behind his head. We yeah. talked about this ghost bear. How long have you been after this ghost bear? Five years. I just love hunting these animals. That's that's all I care about. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Okay, so as I was saying, um, oh, welcome to the podcast, folks. Um, So today I've got... uh, um, the working class woodsman, Ed Butler, uh, he's got a cool YouTube channel, uh, Instagram, and, uh, you've done podcasts before too for, uh, how long did you do podcasts for Ed? About a year or so? Um, yeah, off and on for about a year, but I also, um, I've done quite a few with, uh, Jack Mountain Bushcraft. Okay. Just sitting in on his, his part podcast, but I mean, off and on for like my own, probably about a year, but off and on for about two years i guess yeah gotcha cool yeah listen to a few of them enjoyed it so that's why i was like oh this would be a perfect guy to have on because you know i i for there's a huge number of bear hunters out in like maine and new hampshire and stuff and um for whatever reason there's not really like a like a whole lot of uh um not really famous but you know well-known um reputable um at least in my, at least in, out of what I know, uh, you know, and people in, in your sort of area for bears. So, um, yeah, they have, um, there are several, um, guiding outfits that, um, you know, hunt bear quite successfully actually up in Maine, more yeah. so than New Hampshire. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of bear hunting, eh, for a couple of reasons. Um, the bear hunting kind of, uh, you, you, you kind of take, take a step back and you don't want a lot of recognition for a couple of reasons because there is, um, you take, you take a lot of, um, unfortunately through social media, you can take a lot of uh, hammering for it. Um, yeah. Almost yeah. Neg- negativity. So that's why you don't often see people. I mean, not that people don't talk about it, but it's not like, uh, you don't have like, like, like Hal blood, you know, he yeah. does, a, he does a podcast. He's a, he's a pretty well-known main guy but it's deer hunting you know yep exactly uh, exactly yeah so. and you know it's funny because i've heard like hell blood like mention that he's like running bear baits and stuff um i you sure. know because i catch him because you know a lot of his hunting is pretty applicable to the up and so you know i listen to him um and uh you know i've heard him mention like oh yeah we're running him if he's running bear baits or, or what but you know but he never talks about it i'm like that's kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, you know because because you do you do uh well you know as you know yeah um, in general hunting you're gonna you're gonna attract a certain um uh, uh, uh problem you're, you're gonna get a little bit of negativity from the anti-hunting crowd but yeah. bear hunting especially we we tend to get a lot of uh especially uh, a lot of <laughs> negative negative but you know it um it is you know and we, we've covered this like in, in my podcast i mean it is necessary it is yep um uh, it is a uh, something we we need to do, you know, yep, to manage sure. the resource. But <clears throat> but no, uh, Hal, yeah, Hal does actually. He also does moose hunts too, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 a pretty pretty well established guide up there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, so <clears throat> yeah, I wish I could shoot uh, consistently shoot as big a bucks as he does. That's for sure. 
Well, there's two things. He's, he's been at it a while, and yeah. he, he hunts up in those North Maine woods, and it's uh, it's a different it's a different world up there. It's it's a skill, yeah, no question. Sure. But uh, he's for been sure. at it about well thirty something years. Right. Exactly. So. Yep, for but, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so before we're recording, I, um, I, I realized we weren't recording yet. I was like, oh, I need to capture this. We were talking about what we had for dinner, and uh, you'd mentioned that oh, yeah. you, you had uh, bareback straps um pan fried basically right yeah um uh, miraculously i still had it was from my 2000 uh i'm gonna lose track of the years now 2000 <laughs> my 2018 bear that i shot i actually still had a a, a piece of a pretty good size backstrap left mm-hmm. enough for like two meals and i i simply just um cooked it really slow with onions and garlic and uh and some uh, coconut oil and then put a little bit of oregano in and it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I've got a, I've got a, well, cause I shot a, a I shot a bear in Wisconsin this year and, um, there was, uh, um, I got quite a, I got a little bit of backstrap left from that. Well, mainly because I, I put it in, usually keep all my game meat down in my chest freezers down in my basement, but for the, I put the back straps up in the freezer that's attached to the refrigerator and I forgot it was in there. <laughs> so, cause usually if I remember it's there, it's gone really quick. Uh, especially I like to eat bear steak fresh, you know, like, you know, within a month yes. or two of shooting it. And, um, yeah. and yeah, I, I kind of forgot it was there. I was like, Oh, <laughs> but yeah, actually tonight I had, I had, um, uh, just, uh, bear breakfast. We had uh, breakfast for dinner, and I had bear breakfast sausage, so that was pretty good. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that yeah, that brings up an interesting point. Um, mm-hmm. how do you when you process your bear? Um, mm-hmm. what do you? How do you break it? I mean, how do you like? What are your cuts of meat that you like, and what do you uh, tend to do with yours? So th- that's evolved a lot over the years, but what I what I tend to do now, um, is my I do a lot of bone in cuts with my bears, so. What I'll do is, um, like this year, let's just say what I did for this year. So I took and both front shoulder, I, I took all the shanks whole. Um, I just basically, you know, separated the joint with the shanks and I froze the, you know, I, I made that one, I packaged it all up as one shank per package. And then I'll pull those out and make those for rows. Um, I don't, Okay. yeah, just, you know, it's, it's a nice sized, you know, day or, you know, you probably get a meal or two out of each shank, right? Um, at least, you know, I got a family of five, so, um, we'll, we'll clean that up pretty quick depending on who eats what, but, um, so the shanks will be roast. The two, at least one of the front shoulders, I will saw that in half and freeze those separately. And those will be, um, you know, wrote like, you know, crock pot roast as well, crock pot or Dutch oven. And then the ribs, I'll saw those off from the spine and then saw them in half again and so I'll have four um, packages of bare ribs which I'll cook um, I'll either smoke them or I'll do uh, crock pot ribs um, that's that's probably my favorite cut on the bear I love bare ribs those are so good have you ever had that with like barbecue uh, sauce oh they actually uh, uh, yes yeah. um, I love them mm-hmm. I uh, it's funny because one it was two years ago. I mean, I think it was 2017. I had shot. Um, I was actually the one I'm. I'm sitting here looking at it. I've got a, a half mount. He's coming mm-hmm. out of the wall. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, but his left side was flanked with birdshot. Interesting. 
Yeah, so he obviously was into somebody's bird feeder or something. But yep. his whole life, I, I think I, I lost count, but I think it was like 13 or 14 pieces of uh, like number seven that I had <laughs> every time I every time I ate ribs. And I, I got so it's like, okay, that's the left side. Chew carefully because we found nothing <laughs> on the right side. Yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, I love, yeah. love, love bear ribs. And I actually was kind of a tradition when we'd go up north uh, grouse hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd go up and camp out with my uh, my. Uh, my hot tent you know yeah. the wood stove and stuff in it and i would always i've got a little one of those little cabela stainless grills and i would um, cook the bear ribs on that with uh my actually my wife's homemade barbecue sauce and it's absolutely phenomenal yeah yeah, yeah. love bear love bear mm. ribs love them yep yep that's probably my favorite cut i i'll i i personally just throw them in the crock pot usually and just you know cook them till you can pull oh, them, yeah. almost pull the bone out you know basically the bone will that, fall right uh, and that's oh so good that's something i um i always do mine on the grill um Mm -hmm. and probably they're a little they tend to be a little probably a little tougher because of that it's just the style that i i kind of like personally but i would love to try them in the crock pot sometime yeah it must be fun yeah yeah yeah, if you get them like fall apart and stuff yeah they're good so and i think if people really knew because i mean i'm sure you've heard i mean i know i've been asked if if not a hundred times like Mm -hmm. what does bear taste like yeah and the only answer I come back with is is it's 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 really good, uh, yeah. but it doesn't taste. It tastes like bear. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, there's I, no other way to put it. I I have the same thing because I've I've heard people uh, try to make it comparison to like pork. I'm like, it's not pork. Yeah. It's definitely not pork. No. I don't. Yeah, and and no. you know, I'm like, it's not. You, you can cook it in some ways and make it taste like you can like if you do a roast, right? You can maybe hide it. It make it sort of taste like beef, but not really. Um, you know, there, there's ways to make it, you know, kind of taste like beef, but I don't know. For the most right. part, it it just tastes like bear. I don't have any other. You know, it's not definitely it's not venison. That's for sure. Um, it's certainly not venison. It's uh, it, it's certainly not pork in the sense no. it doesn't have any taste anything like pork, and it's not even no. like the same texture as pork. No, it's not. Definitely not the same texture. Yeah. And the fat, you can't yeah. treat it the same way either. You know, with pork fat, it's definitely not pork fat. That's for sure. But, no. And the other <clears> thing about beer is, you know, you always have to mention is you do have to cook it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I cook it up to, you know, 160 degrees. Yeah. For, so yeah. Get trichinosis. But so that, I think that does kind of limit, like, you can cook venison a little on the rare side sometimes. But yep. you can, uh, when, when you're cooking wild game, I've always just always cooked it, you know, because yeah. I mean, I've, I've eaten a lot of, I've eaten pretty much anything you can imagine. And I know I, the way I look at it is I'd rather be safe than sorry. So, right. you know, the bear, bear, you are kind of limited as to just how you can, um, how you can cook it. Like yeah. when you do a roast, it needs to be pretty much done. Yeah. Or well done. Exactly. So, yeah. And, that, and know, that's, so that, that's why I do a lot of bone and stuff now because it just, um, you know, like with a steak, it's pretty easy to, um, you know, you're cooking it and you think, oh yeah, it's good. And then you pull it off and, you know, you, you yeah. slice into the steak and all of a sudden in the center with bear off, it's like, oh, you know, the outside looked fine. And the inside, there's just a little bit of red. It's like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I got to go and put it back yeah. on the grill or, you know, and so I liked, I liked with the long pro the long cooking that it's, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward. You don't really have to think about it too much. So, um, yeah, that's uh, why I like uh, the bone and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I I should probably. I've never done that with bear. I never. I'll be honest with you. I never even thought of it. Um, yeah. But my, we uh, te- technically I probably grind up into Hamburg. Um, mm-hmm. Probably sixty percent of my bear at least. Yeah, I used and, to. And I, I used to. Yeah, 
And I do that because my, uh, surprisingly, my wife, who had never really eaten any wild game mm-hmm. until she met me. I mean, and she's world traveled. I mean, she's she went through Morocco, and I mean, she's eaten some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. But she'd never eaten, you know, she'd had venison like once, never had bear. Really? Um, but she's actually come to the point where bear is almost her favorite meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves it. And <clears throat> um, we do like uh, shepherd, you know, cottage pies with it. We do yeah. um, chili. We do uh, yeah. Bear chili is excellent. Bear chili is excellent. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. Bear chili. And the other thing we do is a lot of tacos. Yep. Yep. Um, we we use it for tacos, and she uh, she loves cooking with it. And it's just when we grind it. Well, when I grind it, it just makes it um, it makes it easier to put into a lot of different recipes that she likes to cook. So that's that's why I do that. But yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I do like the back straps. I love the ribs. Um, Yeah. you know, and I'll save out, I think I saved out a couple of cuts of meat that I made steaks into on my last one, but I mm-hmm. pretty much grind a heck of a lot of it up. Yeah, I, that's what I used to do now, um, I, because, and, and here's why, so with, with the, if, if how do I put this, so I'm, I'm, if, I, if I know I'm going to have a lot of chances at venison, uh, especially, I, I do, mo- like this year, I knew I had a bunch of ven- uh, deer tags in my pocket. So I, um, I, I knew, okay, I can get away with doing a lot of bone in roasts, you know, because you go through meat a lot quicker if you, you know, you can throw in a three pound roast in the crock pot and it's gone in a day, you know? Um, oh, sure, yeah. and, and so whereas if you grind it, it lasts a lot longer. So I, and here's where I know I've got a lot of chances at deer, um, cause venison I like to, is our main like grind. Um, and so when we do that. Um, I'll do a lot of boning cuts with bear, but if I know, okay, I, there's no doe tags this year, you know, I've got, you know, I'll, I'll hopefully get a buck or something, you know, it's going to be a mm-hmm. little bit leaner of a year for meat. So then I'll, I'll grind more, but like this year, um, I, bo- even both back hams, usually I, I grind at least one of the back hams, but this year I've still got them both froze and my plan is to smoke both of them this spring, um, as actual bone and hams. So I'll brine them and smoke them that way. And that's really good. Yeah, I've never done that either. Yeah, that's that, that actually sounds sounds it, really good. It's really easy and it's it's really good, really really good. Yeah. Um So now, do you uh, on on back? Um, uh, uh, do you ever um, uh, render the the bare fat? Yes, do, you do I anything do. with that? Yeah, I do. Yep. yep. And so, how do I do that? So, what I'll do with that? I'll take I'll take as much, and it depends on the year too. I mean, some bears I get. Actually, it seems like I've struck out pretty bad the last few years. I haven't let this year my bear. I mean, he had some. I got a I got a bit of fat off him, but he wasn't like a real real fatty bear. And I haven't had a good really really fatty bear since 2016, I think. This last year, I got a bear that just had tons of fat on him. But um, all my bears between then and there um, have been a little bit leaner, which is odd, but. Yeah, so what I'll do is whatever fat I can get off them, um, I'll you know ch- make sure there's no meat or anything on it, um, just pure fat, cut up in one inch chunks, and I'll throw it into a big old um, pot on the stove and just start cooking it down um, and stirring it often so it doesn't you know burn the uh, the fat you know and then um, and then periodically I'll drain it and into separate jars because as i cook it um as it cooks down further and further the 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 oil changes like taste almost 
So when you first, when the first stuff you pour out, it's like really clear, has no odor whatsoever. But as you keep cooking, um, the later stuff has almost like a French fry taste to it. I think it's getting burned at that point. And so what I'll yep. do then is I'll, uh, um, I'll have those in the separate jars and that stuff's still good, but I'm not going to use it for like baking, you know, like the stuff yep. that's odorless you can make. I mean, it makes awesome, like, uh, pie or pasty crusts. You can make cookies with it. Nobody will be, nobody will know the difference, you know, substitute it for Crisco and there's no difference whatsoever. Um, the but the stuff with like the fry flavor to it it uh it's a little burnt you can use it to like fry fish fry eggs no big deal but if you throw in that at cookies people go what is this (laughs) (laughs) why does my cookie taste like a french fry (laughs) yeah that's interesting because uh we i I have i have noticed that too exactly what you're saying Uh, and i don't know if it's if it's just the you know is it just natural um you know, for the fat to do that, is it just part of the, the, because uh, I haven't noticed that with other animals that I've rendered down. Yeah. But, but with bear, you tend to have that. The end of it is like you say, it's like a cloudy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, just, you, it's just not the same. It isn't. No, something, something. Almost, people, almost, almost a little more like gelatinous, I guess, if you will. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So some, yeah. somebody told me this year that I'm going to try next year. Um, assuming I get a bear um, is I want to, I've heard of people doing it in the crock pot and they said it takes a long time. You just put it on low and just let it go, you know, just leave it all day. And, um, they said that you won't have that, that later like cloudy stuff. So I, I personally haven't tried it, but that's what I heard. And so I'm going to give that a go next year, but yeah. I'd try that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely easier. Sounds easier. Yeah. It sounds way easier. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, this but, year, I think I spent, like, you know, I sat there basically in an hour, for an hour at the stove, just, like, babysitting this, these chunks of fat while they cook down, you know? Well, <laughs> see, and that's, yeah, that's, that's the problem, it's, you, you know, you gotta have the time to do all that stuff, and I, depending on how my work is going, because yeah. I'm, I work, I'm self-employed, but depending on my work, I may or may not have the time for that, especially in the fall. Right, right. Um, so, because time is pretty critical, but, um, yeah. I would like to try that crockpot method. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I, I think it's pretty basic. You just cut it into one inch chunks, throw it into the crock pot, put it on low, and just yeah. eat it. So now, when I because on my 2018, my my did, did, now did you watch? Um, you know, I in 2018 I shot that three legged bear. Yep, yep. I watched that one yeah. today. <laughs> just remind that myself. was tripod. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that I've, I've called him tripod, who, which I still don't have back from a taxidermist. I'm doing another half mount with him because I wanted to just accentuate the fact he had three legs. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to ask you about that. Was what did you do, do a tripod? <laughs> so, good oh, choice. Uh, well, I you know, I, well, obviously went in the every every bit of it went in the freezer, but I yeah. I took and um, I'm doing a half mount. Yeah, and so he's um, so he's actually going to be looking at uh, another one of my bears. So. But I did it so uh, he's coming out with, you know, his left hand mm-hmm. um, kind of just, you know, in a, like a, not a, like a, I don't know, just sticking out there, but there's, you know, obviously no right leg. So it's kind of challenging. My, my taxidermist wanted to do it, but he says, I'm a little nervous because I, I showed him a bunch of pictures and stuff. And I said, look, it, it, it you know, basically it is what it is, you know, just, it, it would look like a. I don't know, just where it was, the leg was gone. It just looked like a, a big white, um, like a scat, like a big rough piece of skin. 
Yeah. So yeah. he's he's got some ideas, but he's he was a little little. And the other thing was he actually because it was three hundred forty two pounds, mm-hmm. so yeah. he had to get a uh, he had to get a um, I think he actually had to get a because of his skull he had to get a grizzly mold. Oh wow! Um, because it had a really big head. Yeah, yeah, it looked like um, it in the video. Well, it did. And then my I, the the guy that does because I always keep my skulls. Yeah. Going. I always have those trained. And the guy that did it said that it was the biggest black bear skull he'd ever seen. That's cool. Did he? But, I mean, he was. Uh, did yeah. you get it measured? I didn't measure it. I mean, okay. I mean, like score. You mean? No. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, but, yeah. I was just uh, kind of curious. I should do that though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah, you know, someone... not for the point of putting in the record books, but just you know, out of curiosity, what is a that bear score? You know, because it, I could tell by the teeth in that video that it was an older bear for sure. Six, you know, he was sixteen years old. No kidding! Wow. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. And he was uh, very, very healthy. But yeah, that that bear, I'll tell you, on on top of the fact he had th- uh, you know three legs, which they mm-hmm. thought had happened at a very young age, and they were, they said you know it could have been a car accident, it could have been a hunting accident it could have been a couple of different things but yeah he he had been also he had been shot with a small caliber rifle up in front of his back right back leg yeah he'd been hit the other side with a bow and arrow (laughs) 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 he's the toughest bear on the mountain yeah no kidding uh, wow so yeah but uh he was he was uh but he was in Really good health, but they had, but they said that he was at the point where he was going to start going. Um, you know, for for a bear to live twenty years in the wild is pretty, pretty is something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. that's a pretty old bear. I guess they can live up to thirty years in captivity, but yep, they don't yep. live that long in the wild. I want to say, but, that, uh, I yeah, wanna, so he, I want to say that there was uh, the oldest recorded wild bear was. Oh, don't quote me on the age, but like 28. And it was the sow in Minnesota they had radio collared, and she just kept, you know, she just figured out how to play the game. And she, she, she'd even go to like bear baits, and she would have, but yep. she knew when not to be there. So she was a really smart bear. And uh, I forget how many litters or, I mean, not litters, litters of sows or litters of cubs. I don't know. I'm not sure what the correct term of that is. But, oh, um, uh, oh, yeah. I, I I I don't know. I forget the um the terminology. I know yeah. what you're saying though. Yeah, we we'll call I know litters. Baby, baby. Yeah, um, cubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a number of cubs she had. I forget how many. It was quite a few. She had reproduced, you know, many many times a past her. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think she was like 28 when she but, finally but died. You say you... Yeah, but and she, you said that she was she was actually hitting uh, bear baits though, huh? Yes, yeah, she was. Yep, she would go to bear baits, really? but she was she was really really smart about it. Yeah, so that, I guess that's a good seg- segue into the next part of the conversation. And yeah. it's, uh, I'm kind of curious what um, – you hunted Wisconsin last year. Yeah, yep, I hunted Wisconsin last year. Normally I hunt the UP, but last year I had a Wisconsin tag, which that's such a um, – the Wisconsin uh, – the way the season's set up for, like, baiting and everything, it's such a um, – it's such an effort, right? Because they, they, you can start baiting Wisconsin April – no, yeah, April 15th. Or something Seriously. like that. I forget. Yeah, you can start even though the season doesn't start um, until the first Wednesday in September. I think it is. Yeah, and so I mean, so, you can bait the whole summer if you want to, and four because months. yeah, and so because a whole, everybody, a lot of people do, it's not a bad idea to to bait for at least some of the summer. But yeah, it um wow. 
yeah, it's such a monumental effort. To, uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of work involved in the Wisconsin tag, which Wisconsin's got, you know, um, crazy good bears. So um, it's worth the effort. But, it, uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it, it was so much work. I was like, this this is the only hunt I'm doing this year. <laughs> so, Well, it, and, and, you know, because in New Hampshire, you can't bait until the first day of the season. Right, I know, I know. It's funny how bear regs vary uh, everywhere. You know, like, you would think that they'd all kind of be about the same, but, like, New Hampshire, you can't... I mean, I understand, like, states that don't allow baiting or whatever, but even among the baiting states, like the fall baiting states, it's funny that New Hampshire, you can't even bait till the season opens. Right, (laughs) which which... Which is tough. I mean, yeah. and then you know you've only got a three-week season of bait of of bait, and then they turn. Then it's hound season. So mm-hmm. essentially, you know, you um, now granted uh, an established bait site will, you know, once they, it's kind of like they they have a really good memory. If there's a, an established bait site, they'll come in usually within the second or third night. Yeah. Um, look, you know, they'll start hitting it again, but, but yeah, no, it's tough. And then, so anyway, by the time you get the really good bears coming in, then the hounds come in. So yeah. it changes. So you've really only got three weeks to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to start baiting and then harvest your bear. Right. Which isn't a lot of time. Yeah, it isn't you know? it really, especially to get like, um, it seems most of the time, this isn't always the always the truth, but most of the time, it seems like whenever I start a bear bait, even if it's an established site, the first bear in is usually a smaller bear, you know, hundred pounds or less. Yeah, hundred yeah. pounds or less. Yeah, yeah. And so yep. that seems there's been exceptions. There, I've seen exceptions in my own, you know, but typically it's those bears, and those bears will be around for a little bit before the big ones come in, you know. And so I mean, that could be a week or two before the big one even shows up. And then oftentimes the big one shows up first at night. <laughs> so, yep. well, that's, that's, uh, it's kind of the same way here. And, and even in Maine, and, and yeah. I, um, or like going back to tripod, I, I was, uh, I hunted for six days and mm-hmm. I was out there from, you know, two in the afternoon till, till dark. So it was like six hour, six hour shifts. Yeah. And the, the fourth night, uh, about a 70 pound. Well, actually he's on the video. If you saw yeah. the video, that small yeah. one that came in. Um, that's a small bear. Yeah. Here, let me, um, let me, let me, pa- let me pause you for a second. So, so what we're talking about for the listeners that haven't seen this video. So, um, okay. yeah, yeah, she probably, so, um, on the working, um, working class woodsman, um, YouTube channel, there's a, um, video, uh, called three legged bear. Um, and you were hunting in Maine, right. Um, with yes. a friend who's a guide. Um, yep. yep. And so, uh, Northern Maine, I'm assuming, or yeah, it was up at Bozbuck Mountains. Uh, okay, Bozbuck Mountain camps up, up by uh, Aziska Haas Lake. Oh, okay, all right. So, yep. yep. So you're in Maine, and um, yeah, so that's where you were, and and so the if, for the listeners, definitely check out that video, you know, to kind of understand what we're talking about. But um, so in the video, you were you'd hunted for six days. You hadn't seen a bear yet, right? No, well, I, I saw the the small one at uh, I think it was the fourth day. Okay, okay. Let me just get yeah, because because you can't hunt in Maine. Okay, so I can figure this out because you can't hunt in Maine on Sunday. So okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, he he made an appearance on Wednesday night. Okay. That's right, just before dark. Okay. And actually, I mean, literally, actually at dark. Yeah. Um, like two minutes before into shooting, and then there was nothing the next night. 
And then he came in again the following night. And that's the night I got the, you know, most of his video the footage. Mm -hmm. And then the next night he came in about a half hour earlier than that, but he was very skittish, very sketchy. You know, he mm -hmm. was just like, uh, something wasn't right. Yeah. And as you know, you know, after you've hunted bear long enough, you realize that the small ones come in, but when they act a little nervous, it's because there's a bigger one somewhere. Yep. Exactly. So it was like my last day there. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, I don't want to, I certainly didn't want to shoot that bear anyway. And I'm, yeah. and, and sure enough in the last 15 minutes of, of shooting hours, tripod came, came marching out, but that, that little bear was, you know, he wanted, he wanted that uh, barrel so bad, but he just didn't dare to, he didn't dare to do it. And then that was why, because, because yeah. uh, tripod was out in the, out in the shadows, but that's, and that's something that, you know, uh, I mean, people think that, you know, bear is a hundred, hundred percent success rate. You know, you yeah. just put out donuts and then 10 days later you go shoot a bear. It's just not the case. No, no, it's just not the case. I Pe mean, and, people... and I think a lot of it is. I was going to say, people that think that are, are getting that impression from these crazy, from like these Canadian guided outfits where they're in the middle of nowhere, you know, bears in the springtime where bears don't really see people hardly ever, there's no hunting pressure, you know, it's, right. it's that's not a real, that, that's not the case for 97% of bear hunters you know most bear hunters are, are no. dealing with what you and i deal with which is you know a small you sit there for three days and there you don't see anything and then the first thing that shows up is a hundred pound bear <laughs> you know yep. that's what most that's well, the realistic hunting scenario for bear hunters would yeah which brings up a a, a a kind of um one thing that's worth mentioning is that bears are very hard to judge um when you see a bear walking through the woods, it's very hard to judge the size of that bear. Very. Um, because a hundred pound bear looks like he's three, you know, I mean, you could think it was a 250 pound bear. Yeah, for sure. They're Easy. very, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree, but that's one advantage I like about having that barrel is when they walk up to the barrel, you can see how you use that as a, um, uh, as a, as a, as a guide. Yeah, you know, if they won't yeah. come up past that second rim, it's like that bear's not, that bear's about 75 pounds. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But then when you, you know, one walks up to it and his back is level with the top of the barrel, it's like, oh no, that's a, you know. yep. and that, uh, and that, that's a good, uh, that's why the barrel is a good tool, I, I think. Yeah. Um, sure. But, but get, so, but people, it's hard because it's hard for a lot of people can't sit still for four or five, six hours at a time, you know, right. days on end. Mm -hmm. So it, that's kind of part of the, um, you know, standing up, stretching. Cause I think a lot of times a bear, more or less knows you're around, but, yeah. but if you're standing up and stretching or lighting a cigarette or God knows what, I mean, they're not, they, they know you're going to leave it dark. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you're apt not to see one. So it's a, it is a, it's a different type of, of skill set certainly. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not for everyone, you no. know, no. certainly not for everyone, but um, I, you know, I, um, I enjoy it. I, 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 there's something about it that I have always, I've always loved is, is bear hunting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not, I, it's hard for me to put my finger on sometimes as to why I like it so much, you know, but I, I do, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not even like uh, some people would say like, oh, where you're hunting like dangerous game or whatever. And I don't, you know, I don't really see it yeah. as that. I don't know. I think it's like a, I don't know if it's almost like a battle of wits in a way with it. like, because bears are about the, they're really about the, the highest intelligence level thing you're going to hunt for the most part, you know? 
yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe wolves are smarter or something, but um, bears are really, really smart. Like they're a lot smarter well, than an ungulate, right? Oh, well, you know. No, well, I think I think a bear is probably the most worthy adversary in the woods. I mean, yeah. their their sense of smell, their sense of, and it's it's their sense of uh, uh, they're just so alert. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, and their uh, their sense of smell is is, is is and the way they move through the woods, you can't hear them. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just uh, incredibly incredibly. Um, a magnificent animal and it's hard to you know it, it sounds weird when i you know talk about them in that respect and then the first thing someone says well why do you want to shoot one it's like <laughs> because that's that's just the way it is yeah it's, you know i mean we're, yep. you know it's it's about uh, you know i i don't know it's it is a hard thing to put your finger on uh, but you know because people I've, I've tried to do you know i've sat down and tried to say well, what is it about bear hunting that you like so much and i re- it's a hard thing to explain it really mm-hmm. really is yeah um, it is i i just love doing it you know, you know, if they um, weren't so tasty, I might not be as interested in hunting them. But they're so good. <laughs> well, and see, that's the other thing because I am all about the, you know, the catch and cook, if you will. Yep. So me too. You know, I would rather, honestly, I'd I'd take bear meat over venison any day. Yeah. Same here. Um, same here. And, and a little bit of, I guess, a, a little bit of uh, what plays into that also because I've I've, I've been in the heating business for thirty five years. Mm-hmm. So. The fall is typically a very extremely busy time for me, especially with my own business. So yeah. bear hunting, because it starts earlier, mm-hmm. especially in Maine, it's like the last week of August. I can actually go hunting pretty much and be left alone. Right, right. When you get when you get into the rut moon of November um, with, with whitetails, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty busy. So the time becomes a real, real, it becomes an issue. Of course. Yeah. So that, that's one thing that I, I think that maybe if, 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 if I had to, come up with a reason why i gravitated towards bear hunting that's probably why because of the time you can actually do it yeah um yeah and, and then you just develop sort of a you know like a, a real fondness for for that time of year and it's it's uh i don't know you know it's in a, it's 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 certainly a, a necessity we need to keep doing it and i'm sure as you know i don't know about in michigan but you know, in this neck of the woods, if you're talking about, you know, Maine and New Hampshire, Vermont, you know, the number mm-hmm. of hunters, certainly bear hunters, just keep falling off. Yeah. Less and less people are doing. Yep. So that's, the that's same. another whole set of problems. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think we actually have, uh, I think the number of bear applicants have gone way down because we, we actually have to put in for tags over here. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, it's kind of goofy over here. So we've got... <laughs> Well, let's just talk Michigan. So Michigan, the way it's set up is there's it's all fall hunting, and there's three seasons. There's first, second, and third. First season starts huh. around the 10th of September. The second season starts the around the 15th of September. And also, it's bait only for the first hunt. The second hunt is um, bait and hounds. And then the third season starts the 25th of September, and it's bait and hounds too. And that goes all the way until October 26th. The, um, so, but it's a lottery and they give, um, the least amount of tags to that first bait hunt and then the most tags to that third season. And, um, and so the way it works is that those third seasons, um, which is, it, it gets pretty tough to hunt bears that time of year. Um, it, you can definitely do it successfully, but it's, it's a challenge. But those third hunts, nobody really wants those tags. So you can, in most units in the UP, you can pull a tag pretty much every year. Um, there's a few units that it's like every other year. But um, so 
but because of that, though, I think it's actually pushed the number of people that are interested in bear hunting down. At the very least, it's um, it's caused people to be not interested in bear hunting because they go, oh, man, you know, I don't want to wait five years for a bear tag. So, Oh, I got you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's about the wait for a first season tag is about five years, so a lot of people don't want to wait really? that long. They don't even bother. Yeah. So I think that actually yeah, I, suppresses I, I, our hunters is because yeah. of that. Well, I can understand. I see. I, I I was not aware of that. Like in New Hampshire, you have to buy a bear tag, but yep. um, I mean, it's just a matter of you know paying the money. It's right. there's no uh, no like uh, draw uh, lottery system or whatever. But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. What's what's the hunter pressure like in in New Hampshire for bears? Though is it like a, is there a lot it's of not... good. It's not um, no, hunting pressure. It's it's more not a lot, honestly. It's it's hard to it's harder and harder to get places to do bait sites. Okay. Um, because uh, because of you know uh, land gets bought up. We've we've had a lot in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of uh, we've lost a lot of habitat due to you know due to. Um, you know, uh, housing developments and stuff like that, just um, development, I guess, if you yeah. will. Uh, but w- when I say that, it's not that we're, <laughs> we're not losing bear numbers. We're losing places we can actually go hunt because uh, they still, I mean, right now bears are living pretty much behind the houses. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's, that's where we, that's where the problems come. We're not, you know, the bears are actually increasing where we have too many bear right now in, mm. in the state, but the, the places where you can actually like, conceivably go set a bait site and hunt are getting fewer and fewer and people a lot of people aren't for it you know they don't it's like no i don't want anything to do with that and there have been issues and you know we've had a lot of issues with um with some um hound hunting incidents that have, have, have caused people to post you actually some places around here you there are actually signs that say no trespassing with bear dogs oh wow um, because Interesting. Of, yeah yeah i know and that was something that was yeah it is it is in that's a whole other issue that um you know fortunately you know at least it doesn't say no hunting yeah yeah because you know you can still go to those areas and hunting it's just those particular people didn't want because of incidents didn't want um some hounds in there and it's you know i get it i mean i i do support hound hunting i used to do it you know 20 something years ago but Mm -hmm. the problem the problem is it it's uh it's it, it's not a it's not a it's not an activity that goes over well in a densely populated area. I guess no, that's the best way not at all, not at all. I mean, I, I you know, the, I've, I've done, I've shot it, I've, I've shot a bear over hounds too, and um, yep. and uh, I mean, I've went running with my friends too with their hounds, and uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not conducive to um public relation no no not at all yeah i I mean i feel bad for those guys because they're just their own worst enemy is that you know it's just how it goes it's just the dogs just go (laughs) you know the bears go too yeah (laughs) you know it's kind of a two it's kind of a two uh there's there's a couple of problems and yeah a lot of that is brought on uh, by by you know some of the um, individuals but yeah the other thing is the bear it's where the bears are that's the issue you know, I mean, there there are two types of bears. There's a mountain bear. Like, Tripod was a mountain bear. I mean, yeah. I shot that bear 23 miles from a tarred road. Mm-hmm. I mean, that bear, that bear, you know, lived its whole life in the mountains. But right. around here, the greatest concentration of bears, like the, the this one here, my, my 2017 bear, um, was full of birdshot. Now, mm-hmm. there was an issue there, you know. 
Yeah, of course. And and he was full of and he was full of sunflower seeds. Yeah. So yeah, he, I saw he was the video. Hitting, hitting bird <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, and you know the thing is like I in last June, um, you know, I I do have another I'm not trying to promote my YouTube channel, but no, there, is a, uh, there is a there is a a New Hampshire black bear video that I took literally in my front yard. Oh, really? That bear walked complete. Yeah, oh yeah, if you if <laughs> it's it's called um New Hampshire black. But I mean, I I was standing in my driveway filming that. Oh. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, because he, that's what they do. They come right out to the house. Yeah. No um, kidding. Wow. It, yeah, I know. No, I live in a fairly, you know, fairly rural area, but I'm not. I'm not that far from civilization. Right. I mean, right. you know, literally, they, they, they're, you know, between the bird feeders, uh, you know, and dumpsters. Forget about it. A friend of mine's got a real issue with his dumpster. Um, <laughs> you can't keep him out of it. And, and so, I mean, that's the problem. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, the hounds will pick up a, they'll strike a bear and the bear runs through somebody's backyard because that's where they live. Right. Exactly. Basically, you know, pra- practically. And then, you know, the, 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 the hard thing is, you know, the, the homeowners and landowners or property owners, like, well, we want, you know, we, we don't want to deal with the bear, but they don't want people hunting. Mm-hmm. So they, they try to get fishing game to deal with it and fishing games. Like we don't, we don't have the manpower number one and we can bring that bear, you know, a hundred miles away and he's just going to come back. So <laughs> it's, it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. So I think the big, you know, the 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 problem we're facing really is that, um, they, you know, we've we've encroached on uh, not only bears but wildlife, you know, so much in this area that they're just, you know, they have no place to live but in your backyard. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's the issue we're having. Yeah, okay. For the, mo- for the most. Part. So here's a question about New Hampshire. That is there is there much public land? For you, for you to hunt a, on? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's well, not like you guys have, or not okay. like I should say west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Because in New Hampshire, you can pretty much go hunt anywhere. Okay. How does that um, work? You know, well, because that's, well, because that's the way it's always been. Okay. And I think, and Tim Smith and I talked about it, because when, and, and I was very, very naive to public land out west, I, up until a couple of years ago, I'll uh-huh. be honest with you. Yeah. I'm like, what's, what, what's the big deal? And mm-hmm. then, I realized when I go out west, it's you know there are places you can hunt and places you cannot hunt. Yeah, and public land is huge out there. And I think that I think the reason and Tim Tim Smith and I had this conversation from Jack Mountain mm-hmm. is that and this is just a theory and I I have no idea if this is true, but if I think about it, the West was always um, like a, a a cattle industry, if you will. Yeah. Or or you know or or agriculture. So if if someone was on your land, they were looking to take your cows. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it kind of out of that evolved, um, you know, kind of a, a, a lifestyle is like, you know, this is my land and, you know, these are my cows and yada, yada. And maybe I'm not phrasing this right, but mm-hmm. in the east, in the east, we were a timber industry. Yeah. And re- realistically, it's pretty hard to go cut down, you know, a thousand foot, you know, uh, trees with a thousand board feet in them and, and haul them out, you know. So right. it, it really, I mean, there was no there was no harm. There was nothing really that uh, we didn't have those issues. So I think that's so there. There is some public land in the east, but in all honesty, other than like the you know the the national forests, um, like like the White Mountain National Forest. I mean, mm-hmm. you can hunt there. Good luck. You're not gonna. There's not much around except for you know the other than moose and some black bear. But the black bear pretty much stay around the campgrounds. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as like deer hunting whitetail that they don't really hang out there There's, it's just too th- you know it's too much because they don't really live in 100 percent wilderness you know they yeah. the, 
being an edge creature. So the, the whitetails tend to gravitate towards the more developed areas. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, yeah, we have a lot of people posting their land and, um, every year we lose, you know, more and more people post land okay. against, you know, that you'll see these no hunting signs. We just lost actually this year, 110 acres over on cotton Valley. And then we lost another hundred and something acres out behind, um, on the other side of Lake Wentworth that you, you can't hunt anymore because it's taken over by, I don't know, a couple of individuals or groups or whatever. But the bottom line is it's, it's, you know, 200 acres that we can't hunt on. I see. Um, <clears throat> but up until then, I mean, I shot a, I, I mean, I shot a couple of years ago, I shot a deer on the other side of Wentworth. Now that land's posted. Gotcha. So, so, so that's the issue. So you probably don't realize how foreign this sounds because to, a lot of people. So I'm going to, is this, I'm going to try to explain this and, and I want to make sure this is right. So basically, um, unless the land is posted, you know, no trespassing, mm-hmm. no hunting or whatever, you can hunt there, right? In the is, yes. The only, yeah, absolutely. Okay. The only stipulation is you can't discharge a firearm within 300 feet of a, of a dwelling. Okay. Interesting. Um, and which for, is a football field. And most, and, and up until like, now it's changing, right? But for, for the longest time, people did not post anything. They just let you, whoever hunt, or, or you know, unless it was posted. I'm, go, I'm going to go back in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, because I grew up, I mean, I was born in the town that I'm, I'm sitting in yeah. uh, right now. So, I mean, I've seen it for the last 50, I'm 55 years old. So as far back as I can remember, in the late 60s, my grandparents were big into rabbit hunting. Okay. You could pretty much hunt. You could pretty much hunt anywhere. My Yeah, my grandfather used to have, rabbit hounds and he was big into it but back then you could pretty much hunt anywhere okay so that was late 60s you know and then into the 70s but i'm going to say through the 80s we had a big building boom Mm -hmm. and what we found was like a lot of a great number of the places that we used to go hunt are Mm -hmm. now full of houses okay so and and as a result of that you see these no trespassing no hunting no trespassing and what what you end up what ends up happening is people come in and buy these vast lots of land mm-hmm. i'm talking you know some of them you know 100 acres and they post it because they okay. don't want people in there hunting yeah. and this has all evolved over the last 20 or 30 years so i'm going to say but but to answer your question um yeah as long as you're 15 feet off the road mm-hmm. okay and as long as you're 300 feet from a dwelling, you can legally hunt. Really interesting. So, so that's yeah. that's basically true here too. But for whatever reason, culturally though, so because we, at least, I'm just going to talk in like the UP, and I'll say Michigan is like this. Uh, at least the northern, lower, and above. So, because the southern Michigan's all private, and basically everything's posted. You know, there's some piece of public land because Michigan's kind of odd compared to like, you know, west of the Mississippi. Yeah, you got your vast swaths of public land and all that. Right. Michigan, Michigan's a little different. And Wisconsin and Minnesota are a lot like this, too. Um, We have a lot of state public land and where, the you know, you have state forests and you also have national forests as well. Um, and, and then also, in addition to that, you also have... um commercial forest land so it would be logging company the logging companies own a lot of land and then in order they'll get like tax breaks if they allow hunters to access that land and so um between those three pieces of uh, those types of land um excuse me the majority of the upper peninsula is 
you know, public land. If you look at, like, if, if you, like, pull up Onyx maps, like, most of the land is open to, to hunting. Um, but, and we have the same laws as, as you do, where uh, if it's not posted, you can hunt there. Now, if the mm-hmm. landowner comes out and says, I don't want you hunting here, you have to leave. But, you know, if yeah. it's not posted, you can legally hunt there. But for whatever reason, um, culturally, it you don't see a lot of people, like, taking advantage of that. Most people, like, take it upon themselves to research, is this public land, is this private land? And I think that's because we have so much um, state and federal public land. I think that's the reason why mm-hmm. that is. But um, How much public land is in Michigan? Do you know? Oh, off the top, I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's a lot, though. Like, if, if really? You, yeah, we have a lot. of Between between the state forests, the commercial forest land, and the national forests, um, it's a lot. Uh, the majority, like, I'd say probably 75% of the land is open to hunting in the UP between those three land types. Now, now in Lower Michigan, it's different because it's a lot more. There's a lot more private land ownership down in the Lower Peninsula. the The Northern Lower, there's a lot of public land between like um, the Hiawatha National Forest and some of the state forests down there. But as you get closer and closer to like the um, the the line, there's if you drew a line um, at like Saginaw, Michigan, and everything north of there. Um, there's, you start getting a lot of public land, a lot more forest, but everything south like Saginaw is pretty much all agricultural land. And, um, that's heavily, you know, the, the, you, you will definitely get the DNR called on you if you go and just start hunting on somebody's land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I know like Pennsylvania is like that. You need to know people. Yeah. Uh, Ohio. I mean, yeah. you need to know someone. You can't just like you know, park your truck and go hunting. Right. right. From what I understand. I yeah. You know, I, I've never, I've never been to Ohio for hunting. Rather, yeah. But yeah, I did notice when yeah. I, when I did my road trip last summer and I went out through, I was out in um, Colorado. Most, I mean, I went, I hit like 25 States as we were talking about earlier, but I spent a lot of time in Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. Mm-hmm. And um, the public land is pretty, pretty nice. I mean, yeah. And you got to go out there and see it. Of course, you know Wyoming. I mean, you, you drive for two hours, eighty miles an hour for two hours, and it still doesn't seem like you've been anywhere. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's nice. You know, you can you could pull over and camp for the night. You know, and uh, um, you can see where people go hunting different areas. Now, I don't understand how. Like, I'd love to go into. I'd love to go uh, uh, pronghorn hunting out there. Yeah. But I don't understand how those tag systems work. Mm-hmm. It's everybody I talk to has a different, everybody has a different, yeah. And so I don't want to get off the subject of bear hunting, but, right. um, but it kind of, so yeah, hunting out there on, is definitely a different, um, certainly a different skill set, but it's just a whole different set of, you know, laws and regulations. But right. The, for as far back to New England, yeah, I mean, you, um, it, you know, it's pretty much, it's still, you know, it's like, well, I'll put it this way. It is definitely the good old days of, of hunting and fishing because our wildlife, you know, our whitetail population is, is, is great. Mm-hmm. More black bear now than has ever, ever been. Um, the only thing that's really hurting is our moose population. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the case in most places too, mainly because of the, the winter tick and brainworm from whitetails. Yes. yes. Yeah. Between those yes. things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're hurting. 
we actually lost uh, our moose because we do have a lottery system for moose. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and and we have I want to it was it's been around now for I guess like thirty years, but um, I think they only gave out like fifty tags this year. Okay. Wow. So it's it's yeah I know it's they're hurting. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that though, I mean uh, the it's there's, there's you know the 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 upland game is always kind of up and down, but I mean that's been good for the last few years. Yeah. The waterfowl has pretty much stayed stayed about the same, but um, but black this black getting back to black bear, um, I think there's more bear now than I, certainly I ever remember. Yeah, they probably at an all, a record high. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like in there they're showing up in the darndest places. Like right downtown um, last summer, there were three bears up in a tree right at the right at the donut right at <laughs> one of the donut shops in the middle of town. In the right in the middle of the town, donut shop. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, there's like 15 people standing around with their iPhones taking pictures. I'm like, this isn't right. This is not right. Oh, that's but funny. That's, what, that's funny. That's what it's come down to. Yeah. Oh, but, that's cool. Uh, and, you know, obviously you don't hunt there. You know? Right, right. But, so but, uh, so as far as, um, um, again, back into the thing, what do you, um, I know around here, uh, as far as baiting goes, as far as mm-hmm. what you use for bait material, because yeah. I wanted, did want to mention also. In it's the a very nice segue, camp. by the way. Very nice segue. Yeah. Donut shop, bear <laughs> <Yeah>. bait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of donut shops, yeah, we um, <laughs> we can't use chocolate in New Hampshire for baiting. Yep. We in, in Michigan, we cannot either. That was passed. Um, oh, okay. Two years ago, we decided to copy New Hampshire. Yep. That was, uh, and I forget. Um, do we have? No, I, I think there was this fear of anti-hunters using that as a way to ban baiting. And so mm-hmm. they just said, all right, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to just ban it outright. And um, the only concern I had with that was that, because I like to use like trail mix for my bear baits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of yep. times those trail mix, you know, they have M&Ms in there. And really the M&Ms, I mean, yep. it's such a trace yep. amount of chocolate. It's not going to hurt the bears. But my concern was, well... Um, you know, you st- if you ban chocolate, can I get trail mix still? <laughs> you know, that that was kind of my concern, but um, it seems to have materialized that that's not that has not been an issue. So I've been good with that. They, yeah, we uh, there's a there's a bunch of different suppliers around, but they have like they have New Hampshire what they call New Hampshire trail mix, and uh, a lot of guys actually you just use cashews. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and have success. I've had, I've tried probably, I mean, I've used everything, mm-hmm. but I think I've probably had the most success off of, uh, just donuts. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I mean, like I said, I've used sunflower seeds. I've used, um, uh, sunflower seeds, not some, some guys have really good luck with it. I've, I have not had that good of luck with sunflower seeds, but Probably, I've had a mix um, with sunflower seeds. I've had bears gobble them up, and I've had bears not even touch them. So I think it all yeah, depends. Uh, I know if I put if I put um, friolator oil in the sunflower seeds, that definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because a lot of yeah, uh, but and, you know, and we do that um, if we can get it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, if you can, um, you know, we probably. Um, so I guess. My personal best luck probably has been with donuts, but okay. I know uh, I know I know guys that swear by cashews. I know guys that swear by dog food, mm-hmm. um, and I always kind of think it, it depends on what they can get, you know, for the least amount of money. Yeah, that's the if thing. If you stop and think of how much, 
like you stop and think of how much like these guides, mm-hmm. you know, how much bait they put out over the course of a season. Because these guys, like I know one guy in particular, he's got like fifty sites. Wow! Now, yeah. Wow! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And uh, and and he, you know, he got to tend them every day. Yeah, and he exactly. used, he used cashews and dog food for a couple of years and had pretty good success with that. Yeah, but I think it was because he, he and of course now he oh it's like we use cashews they're the best and I think a lot of it had to do with he worked out a deal with someone who had like a tractor trailer full of dog food. Gotcha. And uh, and he came by the cashews, but he did really well with it. You know? Yeah. And I never would have thought I never would have thought well not that I wouldn't have thought of it. But I never would have gone out and put dog food and cashews out to Bay Bear. I just wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's what I shot. That's what I shot tripod over. Okay. Gotcha. So, so yeah. So the biggest bear I've ever shot. And so some cashews that. and dog food. Interesting. Yeah. 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 In some uh, in some fry later oil, but okay. still. You know, yeah. Uh, Question: Do you what, do you do you have a good do you have good access to donuts? Because um, like I, it's not that I'm I'm opposed to using donuts, especially you know I think donuts work great. Um, the problem for me is that there's so many people trying to get that for bear hunting around here that yeah my efforts to go around and get it it's just futile. You know I might get like a little you know little baggie of them or something. <laughs> you know it just isn't it isn't worth my effort to do that. You know. Yeah, it it was. Uh, we were lucky because another friend of mine had another friend, a buddy that w- actually worked with him. He made donuts. Oh, so, okay. Yep. So he um, every year would end up with two, like two fifty-five gallon drums full of donuts. Okay. Um, gotcha. And then, but but, uh, and then I think I forget if he used. To, oh, yeah, he used to pull out the chocolate. That's right. He used to pull the chocolate ones out because okay. he. When they he had to take the like he when he took them from the place he had to take everything but then mm-hmm. he would have to pick up pull out all the chocolate ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, to go out and get you know the donut shops around you if if, if you go to most places, well, unfortunately there there aren't any like um, mom and pop donut shops. It's all mm-hmm. like Dunkin' Donuts and they just have policies. You can't we can't give give you donuts. Yeah, you know, they won't give them away. Yeah, and I understand that you know they don't want it just for for whatever reason for liability mm-hmm. or this or that. So, but you can buy them. There is a guy up in Northern Maine who, um, you can actually buy them and he'll deliver them, but you got to buy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he sells a phenomenal amount of bait because, you know, up in Northern Maine, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, over the course of the year, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of pounds they put out, but they put out a lot of bait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, it seems like there's, there's a well i i guess that's that's a question for you um what is the pressure like in maine versus new hampshire i mean is it it seems to me like it'd be crazy amount of pressure in maine well it it depends like where i i go in particular now i go as i said up up um up at well where i went that time was mm-hmm. up at bosebuck and um he has he leases most and he leases his sites uh-huh. off the state Okay. Um, and I think he has control of all, but, but again, there are like 50 something sites up there. So if he didn't have all of them, there would be a lot, you know, but so all the, the only pressure is from like one guy or okay. one, you know, one outfit. So, but as far as like, um, you know, it, as far as pressure, I mean, yeah, there is, there is pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you get up into Northern Maine, like up by the County, there's a couple of guides up there, a few actually. And, um, I mean, they, they harvest, 
in the hundreds. I mean, they they harvest a lot of bear. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. I I'd be guessing if I told you how many sites each one had, but I mean, yeah, no, it's it's a big. Um, it's you know, there's a lot of guys doing it. There's a lot of. Um, I guess the bears see a lot of of hunting pressure. Yeah. If that answers your question. Yeah. yeah. They see a lot of a lot of activity going in and out of the woods. Uh huh. Of course. Okay. But but they've been they've been doing it for years, so I guess they're kind of used to it. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just curious. So because I've heard you know just personal personal talking to people, right? It's, I've heard like crazy horror stories where you're you know you're sitting in the woods and you can hear they they heard like other people sitting next to them and stuff talking at the stand. But yeah, I mean I, well, I'm sure that's not you, the you might run but... into that deer hunting around here, right? I mean, you know because there's no you know. But as far as like I think the etiquette. I mean, everyone knows if you're putting out a bear site, if you're mm-hmm. a guide or whatever, you know, everyone knows who's doing what, and who's where. So yeah. I think the etiquette is, you know, it's like, well, that's his territory. This is my territory. And, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of works out for the most part. And I think where you run into issues is guys, guys that kind of, you know, just randomly walk in, in the proximity mm-hmm. of where people are bear, you know, bear hunting and hoping to just, you know, get one passing through. I think I that, see. that causes problems. Gotcha. Um, but you know, it's kind of, uh, I mean, everybody pretty much knows who's, who's where and who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, here's a question about Maine. This is something I've, I've, I've noticed just like being on YouTube and stuff is that, um, I don't ever see, I, whenever like I search like for Maine bear hunts, right. I always see on like YouTube, I always see, um, you know, every people with guides and everything, but I never see, um, like do it yourself bear hunters in Maine. Do you know why that is? I don't, to be honest with you. Hmm. Like, I is really there, because I, I went looking like on the main website one time, like, you know, is there some like reason legally why there, I don't see do it yourself bear hunters and um, no, cause, cause I mean, I own land up in Maine, um, up by, um, it's up by Katahdin I yeah. mean, and you know, I can go up there and if it wasn't six hours away, yeah. I mean, I could, I could go up there and, and put out a bear bait, you know? Okay. Huh. Um, and now it's a lot easier in Maine, I think than New Hampshire, cause New Hampshire, you can only use, you can only have two sites. Yeah. And if you're a guide, I think you can, I forget what it is in New Hampshire, but you can only take like, it's almost impossible to, to hunt bear in Maine as a guide. And and, and you'll never make money at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because they cut you, they cut your numbers down. But I think in Maine, from what I understand, and I I hope I'm I'm giving the right information, I think you can shoot as many as. There's no number. I mean, you can pretty much take as many as you want. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. But you do you do have to lease at least the part the the. uh, And the other thing about Maine that gets a little confusing is is how you know what used to be paper company land, what used to be is now. Uh, I don't even know how it all panned out, but you know what used to be owned by the paper companies now is now owned by these other big companies, and it's 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 always changing. And I don't I don't know enough, and it depends on the area you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So that's an issue. I mean, that's kind of you have to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. But uh, I guess I guess the best way to if you want to shoot a bear in Maine, the best the best way to do it really is 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 to call you know call up a, a guide a reputable guide service and you know, say, Hey, look, I want to book a bear hunt. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. But you know, but see the, the, in, in, it's weird because guys like, I say guys like you and I, but, um, not a lot of guys, not a lot of people rather, Mm -hmm. um, 
consistently hunt bear year after year after year. A lot of guys will do it once or twice and then they're done. It's like, yeah. it was like it was on their bucket list. And, but like I would bear hunt every year for the rest of my life. I plan on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Same here. Um, although I didn't go, although I didn't go last year because I, I went down to North Carolina deer hunt and I just opted to spend my time doing that versus, yeah. versus trying to. So, um, but I plan on going to Maine this year. I'll mm-hmm. be back in Maine this year. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, as far as, and I like going to Maine because I go up there for a week and, you know, I just kind of, it's at the end of August and it's a, it's just a, you know, and you can fish up there and I just, I just yeah. love the area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's part, you know, we were, we were talking earlier about what it is about bear hunting. Part of it, I think it's just the adventure and the, the situation, the, the places bear hunting takes you, right? Like, um, yes. I, I, so, so for instance, for, for me, I don't get like, of course, I want to shoot like a big whitetail buck someday, right? But it, but when I like start thinking about like what, okay, yeah, if I want to like go somewhere to shoot like a whitetail buck, like a huge buck, where I gotta go? Well, I gotta go to like a cornfield in Iowa. That's not really like appealing to me. That doesn't like you know get me like excited and like dreaming, right? But you know when I think yeah. about like where do I want to go that I can like shoot a you know huge bear or go on an adventurous bear hunt or something? It's like well, you know. I got to go to the, 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 the big woods, you know, deep in the woods or go like up way up north in Canada. Like, it, like one of my dreams would be to shoot a huge color phase bear, right? And so where do I got to go for that? Yeah. Well, I got to go like hop in a bush plane and go deep into Canada or, you know, or, or you know, or, or I want to go up to Alaska and, you know, <laughs> you know, do this or that. Yeah. And that's the place. It's like, oh man, it's inspiring. Yeah. It's something I want to do. But, you know, it just... I think that's what it is, is that the places it takes you is very adventurous, you know? Well, you know, you know, you actually, you just may have just actually, I think I just might've put something together in my head after hearing you explain it that Mm -hmm. way is that, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because I, it's the areas that bears are that I want to be in. Yep. You know, like the uh, up in Northern Maine, you know, all the peaked green peaked trees and just those coniferous swamps and stuff. That's the areas I love to be in. Yeah. Versus, like I, when I was actually when I deer hunted down in North Carolina, North Carolina is a lot like New Hampshire, mm-hmm. except for you don't have snow. Right. <laughs> I mean, and you know the, the wildlife's a little different, but I mean, realistically, I was sitting in a white when I shot my deer this year. I was sitting in a white oak tree mm-hmm. on the edge of a cut. It was it could have been New Hampshire. Really? Hmm. You cool. Know? Um, yeah, but other than you know how hot it gets in the summer. But, uh, yeah, really hot. But you know, but when it comes to bear hunting, I mean, I think it's it's where it takes you. Yeah, that's a good. That's actually mm-hmm. never really put that together. But I think it's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just the the adventure for me. <laughs> but yeah. Now, have you ever hunted in Canada? Yes. Um. So what I did. Um. This was back in 2015. I did. Um. A do-it-yourself hunt in, um, northern Ontario. So. Um, because the way the Ontario laws work is that in most of Canada, you have to have a guide to hunt in Canada, right? Um, for bear. But in Ontario, the way the laws work is that, um, it's not that you have to be guided. It's that you have to, um, get your bear tag through a, um, outfitter. And so technically you don't actually have to be guided. So there was at the time, this is before the, um, Ontario spring bear hunt was brought back. But they, it was just a fall hunt, and, and most outfitters could not fill their quotas of tags. And so in order for their tags not to be cut, um, they were offering 
like semi-guided or, or no, um, self-guided hunts is what it was called, which was, you know, a do-it-yourself hunt where basically what you did is you'd rent the cabin for the week, rent a cabin for the yep. week, and they'd give you the bear tag. And then you just did whatever you could, you know, you did your hunt. So um, I went up way north by um, Lake Nipigon. Nipigon. Nipigon is the way they say it up there. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I did a do-it-yourself hunt up there, and I shot a bear up there. So it was oh. crazy cool country. Um, it was, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was not too far from the Arctic watershed. So, <laughs> but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, yeah. see, I, I would love to go to Nova Scotia. Yeah, and hunt. That's cool. And hunt a bear, even even Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, New, New, Brunswick. New Brunswick. Yeah, yeah, New, New Brunswick. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple, of, and I'd love to. I've never, I'd love to do a spring bear hunt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, and 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 that's for me. That's doable as a, you know, from a, on a timetable because I it tends to be my slow time, so I could get away for a week or so. But they also mm-hmm. say, and I don't know if this is true or not, because I've never seen a spring bear harvested, mm-hmm. but. The claws are longer, and the fur, I guess, is longer because they've been inactive for so long. Right. Yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah. Um, I guess I haven't really no, compared I, it side by side, but yeah, I believe that's true. And I, I don't know what I don't know, but it, does it do anything to the taste of the bear? That I don't know. I've never eaten a spring bear. Hmm. Not that I've noticed. Um, I mean, the fall. So you've, eat, you've eaten. So you've 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 heard of, you've eaten a spring bear. Yeah, yeah. So not that I've noticed. Not that I've noticed. So um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the fall bears are fattier usually, but um, yeah, from what I've seen, yeah, that's the case. So I don't, I don't think there's any different. Now I haven't eaten all kinds of different flavors of spring bears versus fall bears either. You know, so 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 i was gonna say this year for spring hunting i'm actually going up to alaska this spring i'm really excited really yeah yeah so um i'm going up there with my friends um steve steve and jess and um up to they live in wasilla and so i'm flying up there um first week of june and uh i'm gonna go we're basically having a spring bear camp up there so it's gonna be really cool um yeah i've already yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. So their their plan, um, hopefully the plan is I'm going to I'm going to be hunting the black bears and then the base that they have um, they tend to have both black bears and grizzly bears and so um, I'm going to hunt the black bears and if um, if a decent grizzly comes in I think one of them is going to probably shoot the shoot a grizzly while I'm up there too. So we'll we'll see how it works, but works out. But huh. yeah, yeah, that would uh, Alaska would definitely be a good time. Yeah, um, I get a, I get a, I know someone who actually still, a, still guides up in Alaska. Um, okay, up at Rainy Pass, but he's, he's, more, yeah, he's more grizzly, big one sheep, uh, caribou, that type of thing. But um, that's that's awesome. You going to Alaska? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's been a, I've wanted <laughs> to do it for a long time, long time. So yeah, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, so what, uh, now you hunt with a, you hunt with a rifle. Yep. I'm assuming. Yep. Typically. Um, have you ever done any, have you ever done any bow hunting for archery? For bear? <laughs> no, a, no. So for, for bear, archery? for bear. No, I haven't. Um, so yeah. the reason for that is most of all the hunts I seem to do, it, it's a challenge enough getting a bear in front of you, <laughs> you know? Yes. And yes. so, yes. you know, 
the bear, the bow would be cool, but I, I'm much more interested in bear meat than I am, you know, shooting a bear with a bow. So, yeah. Well, and, and I ask because, because people ask me that all the time. It's like, why don't you, why don't you shoot one with a bow? And it's like, my answer is a why, so I can say I did. You yeah. Know, because like you say, I'm just happy going out hunting and, and actually, you know, and getting a bear. I'm thrilled with that. It's like, I don't need to, uh, I love, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, nothing against bow hunting and I love it. Yeah. It's just not my, I, I don't know if I would ever ever go about it or t- attempt it yeah um i'm not I'm not opposed to it but like i say i just just i never think about it i i'm i'm perfectly happy uh hunting, hunting with a rifle yeah but yeah. i get that question a lot from people yeah i think it's just because of hunting media it seems like that's the cool thing to do is oh shoot a bear with a bow shoot a bear with a bow but you know i mean for most i mean for for hunters that are hunting in you know, Michigan and Wisconsin, Minnesota, Maine, New Hampshire. I mean, that's just not, I, I think you're lucky enough to get a bear in front of you, <laughs> you know, you know, I, yeah, I, and and mo- I mean, years, absolutely. you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, there's been a lot of years where, you know, I could have shot a bear with the bow too. I, mean, I had a bears within bow range and I just shot him with a gun, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I think my, I don't know, I'm, I'm just more interested in getting bear meat, I guess. So, and yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I'm a little. I'm a little jaded about it too because um, I've been to bear camps like up in Canada where you know everybody went up there with bows and I was watching people. Um, I almost hate to say this on on air, but um, you know I, I saw a lot of people like going out ready. You know, oh yeah, I'm going to shoot a bear with my bow. I'm going to shoot a bear with my bow, and you know, and all of a sudden you come back after the first day and. Yeah, we shot, you know, a bunch of bears and a whole bunch of them were, and most of them were wounded and we didn't find them yet. It's like, well, oh. that's, that's another, that's a, that's an issue. Yeah. yeah. And people don't usually talk about that, but that's, no. a, that's one of the reasons I kind of shy away from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than losing an animal. Yeah. And, and honestly, honestly, for me, if I, if uh, here's, here, okay, it would be, this would be a different conversation if in like the places I hunt, they had an archery only bear season, right? Where the state has determined that, Hey, you know, we, we want to have this extra season, but the only way we can do this is to have it archery only, right? That's the only way we're going to be able to sustain, you know, get, get the right numbers of harvest, right? That'd be one thing. Then like if they had a spring only a spring hunt for bears in Michigan, but it was bow only, I'd be bow hunting for bears for sure. No doubt about it, right? But um, because it's any weapon in Michigan for the most part, um, you know, I I can't imagine going on a bear hunt in Michigan, for instance, and being allowed a rifle, bringing out a bow, shooting the bear with a bow, and then I wounded it and lost it. And then I didn't get a bear that season, right? I, I just can't imagine. I, I just couldn't that i what would that gain me right that i'd feel so awful i wouldn't be doing the bear oh, justice you know it's just not something i'm interested in no i know and i've you know and then i've lost him with a rifle so you know it's it's uh it's a it's a hard thing to do you know it's a hard yeah. thing to get your head around but it is unfortunately it's part of it but yeah, yeah so i don't want to you know I, I don't need to stack the odds against myself i mean i'm i like a i've always liked a um a quick clean kill um you know, as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I've never um, really fantasized about, about it, but, you know, like you said, if all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, the state of New Hampshire says, well, 
you know, you can hunt in the spring, but you got to use a bow or whatever. I would, yeah. you know, I guess to get hunt in. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I'll, I like my rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. But Same here. Anywho. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it's all about, you know, with me, it's, it's about, um, about getting so I, I love getting something to eat out of it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Which kind of brings us back to the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, this yeah. has been good. This has been good. Um, so I, I said before we started that in about an hour, are you good with keeping going? Because I got more to talk about. Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm good. All right, sounds good. Me too. So, okay. Yep. Um, let me look at my list here. I want to make sure there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Well, let's, let's start off with this. So, um, when you set up a bear site, a bear bait site in like, uh, either, is there really a huge difference in the terrain that you hunt, um, between New Hampshire and Maine or is it pretty similar? No, pretty, pretty similar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I kind of figured. I've never been to either of those states i've been to new england but i've never been to for whatever reason new hampshire or maine so um but uh so when you're when you're setting up um a bait site what are you, you kind of looking for for an for an area are you looking um for like a swamp or typically i like swamps um okay. for uh or swampy areas mm -hmm. um it, it depends uh generally you know we we try to zero in on the natural first of all the natural food sources in other words yeah. if we were you know those because whether we're there or not those bears are going to be eaten. that's mm -hmm. how that's how i look at it so yeah. you know you say to yourself all right um uh how are the beech nuts this year um you know well we don't have any beech nuts we get a lot of a lot of um acorns so it's all right well that's probably where the bears are going to be how were the berries you know did we have a lot of raspberries a lot of blackberries um were they a late were they a late season? Sometimes raspberries go into uh, into September, mm -hmm. so it kind of varies from year to year. Like like if uh, if you think they're eating, you know, if you think they're going to be in the raspberries, um, you know, you focus on an area that that had that. If you if they if we had a really good year in beech nuts, I've had really good luck in areas that produce a lot of beech nuts personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but we don't get you know we don't always have bumper crops of beech nuts. Like not last year, the year before we didn't have one, there wasn't one nut on the ground. Mm -hmm. acorns or beech nuts so yep. um they were living off uh they were hitting bird feeders <laughs> hard <laughs> yeah and uh you know they were hitting um you know all the uh the raspberry so they were hitting berries mm. um now and having said that if there is an abundance of natural food it's harder to get the bears to come into the bait sites yes so yep. in other words that i i've always thought or felt or kind of witnessed that if there's a natural food source, those, those deer, uh, those bear will, will, will hit that before they, uh, not that they don't have a sweet tooth, but mm -hmm. it's just something they love those, you know, like the, I've had really good luck around the beech nuts and, uh, really good luck around raspberries. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, black, black, blackberries. Blackberries. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because when you say blackberries, a lot of people think, well, you know, they picture a bear sitting down picking the blackberries, but as you know, they, they, it looks, it looks like, when when they eat a raspberry, when they eat black uh, blackberries, it looks like someone went through with a bush on. They eat yeah. the whole thing. Yep, yeah, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. Yep, 
Yep. I could not agree with so kinda, I couldn't agree more, more with the way you you assess that. That's exactly how I feel. Like it, it's a lot of people get stuck on, you know, um you know, like a, a like an established bait site and everything and you know, I I've I've come to learn that you know, bears year to year are in different places. Like I, I like to hunt natural food sources like you do. But it all depends on where the bears are that year. Like I've I've had I had a bait site where um I was up in an oak stand where um two years in a row it was just unbelievable hunting because what what tends to happen at least here is um towards the during the end of September when all the other natural food sources dry up the only thing the bears have is acorns and so you'll start having like bears migrate from other areas into these oak stands and so if you found a, a you know lonely stand of oaks that doesn't have a whole lot around it um you'll get all kinds of bears in your bait site and those keep like brand new ones will show up and um that was the case for two years in a row well in the third year or yeah the third year i set up there there was no acorns and I mean the bait site was okay, but it was not like it was previous years, and um, yeah. and so you know it, it's good to be flexible and really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the woods, like w- what's good this year for food, <laughs> you know, because that's where the bears are going to be. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Because so. the way the way uh, you know the way I look at it is you know if we disappeared off the face of the earth, those bears are still going to be eaten. Yep. So you kind of, you know, you kind of just kind of try to fit into their world, if you will. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my approach to it. Yep. Um, and it does more. vary from, it varies from year to year. Yep. Yep. Sure does. So, and like yep. last year, last year, you know, across the, you're really across the North. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak for everywhere, but between Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, I heard it was the same in, in New England too is that there was the weather was awful and the nat, there were so many natural foods last year that it was so tough to keep bears on the bait last year. And I saw it too. I mean, I had the same thing going on. Um, you know, fortunately for me, I had really put the time in ahead of time and um, I had some established bait sites, but even, even then I still had trouble keeping those bears on the bait site because there's so much natural food last year. I mean, it was yeah, there was, last year. Last year was tough. Last year was tough because um, I, I and as I said, I didn't I didn't bear hunt last year because I went south. But yeah, um, the people that I talked to and the people that I've not, they all said that. And um, they they the bear the berries for some reason the berries ran really late last year. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, I mean, if they're if they're in the blackberries, they 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 love those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I uh, and you know the other thing is um, uh, different years with mushrooms. Um, like we we have um, like out one of my spots was it two years ago? I had a bear that went after just I swear it was, if, if there was a mushroom on the ground he ripped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know we don't our mush like but that that changes year to year. You know depending on how much rain we have and how much. Uh, you know how many for some years we don't have a lot of mushrooms mm-hmm. but uh, i had a bear that was just addicted to mushrooms it seemed mm-hmm. um and you know they uh i it was two or three years ago that i had 
uh, and uh, I'm very, uh, to this day, I, I was one of the night that I decided I wasn't going to film with a GoPro anymore because I had a mother bear and a little, a, a, a tiny, tiny cub. She was uprooting logs and, you know, eating, uh, looking for slugs and stuff like that. And the yeah. little bear was running up and down the logs and she was getting frustrated with him and swatting. And she was trying to, you know, as I assume, trying to teach him how to eat. But, and I couldn't get it on film because I had a GoPro and a GoPro, there's no zoom. Yeah. So that literally the next day I went out and bought a camera with a zoom lens. And it was, <laughs> it was the most amazing, most amazing thing to watch a, a, a you know, a, a sow bear um, just ripping up logs. I mean, just ripping them and, and you know, just rooting around and eating the, uh, slugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. That's cool. So that's another thing. That's another thing we kind of zero in on. Um, yeah. But the other thing I'd like to add, like in New Hampshire, we don't have any, we don't really have any white oaks. Okay. It's most, yeah. Which um, is unfortunate, but um, they're just not around. You know, if there's any, there's a few like on, like they usually grow on the South side of the mountain, but mm-hmm. not like in a lot of places um, Yeah. down at the Southern end of the state, we have them, but, okay. and, uh, and the bears love those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Do they have any white oaks in Maine? Um, good question. It... Okay. Yeah. Uh, not, not, they do, they do, but not, uh, um, a lot more than we do, I think. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, where I go bear hunting. No. Okay. Personally. No, we don't have anywhere I go because I go in pretty much, I guess what they call an Acadian forest where, mm-hmm. As there is a mixture of a little bit of hardwood and a lot of um, coniferous, uh, yeah. But it's not a it's not a like the boreal forest. It's, right. Uh, it's like that mixture, and yeah, mostly beech nuts. Mostly beech nuts are where I tend to end up. Okay. Yeah. See that that that's pretty much like where I'm at here is that we don't actually have any white oaks either. It's all reds. Um, right. Th- there's a little bit of white oak uh, south of here. But, you know, we're really, we're at the, we're just beyond the northern extreme of where white oaks can grow. So, um, for the mo- now we have a lot of, uh, I mean, not a lot, but we have some red oak here. Um, yep. But it's always isolated stands, which is nice because you can focus in on those when there's good acorns. But, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, because otherwise, you know, you go south here and you get, you know, there's kind of oaks everywhere. It'd be kind of hard to hone in on it then. But here it's like, if you can find a, a good stand, especially if it's by like a swamp or something, that's the ticket. <laughs> oh, well, that, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. And we do have a lot of red oaks in, in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, and, and especially where I am now, I mean, I've got, you know, within 50 yards you know, I mean, I have a buck, I've got a buck scrape less than 60 yards from where I'm sitting. Gotcha. Um, and, and it's, it's just where these, it's, um, typically where the, um, you know, where the hardwood meets the, you know, the, the evergreens. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a wicked, wicked good, um, that's my New England accent. Wicked good. Uh, <laughs> wicked good. A, really, a really, really healthy population of red oaks and the deer and, and the bear. Um, yeah. And most, most of you know, the wild turkeys just love it there. Yeah. And I've had a lot of, oh, that's another thing. I've always had better luck hunting those lines where the hardwood you know meets what i call where the hardwood meets the hemlocks uh-huh. um yeah if you can you know if you can get a like a really good hardwood edge and then it drifts off into a like a coniferous swamp i've had really good luck in those areas because i think it brings in a yeah. lot of different um food sources for bear have you listened uh, to my have you listened to my podcast where i talked about that where the hemlocks meet the oaks i can't say that i have 
that's strange because I, I thought I made up that phrase. I, I've literally said the same thing. The best spot I've found for bears is where the hemlocks meet the oaks. Like, if you can find yeah, that, that transition line, set up your bait yeah. site right there. Don't go anywhere else. That's the spot. Yeah, and I the way I phrase it, because I wrote about this, actually. Okay. It's funny you say this. Because I, I just, I'm going to say a couple of months ago, I was, I was doing my little, I do a lot of writing on Instagram. So yeah. Science fiction, this and that. But I said where the hemlocks meet the hardwood. Wow. That's how I put it. Wow. But that's yeah, funny. No, I hadn't. I... <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's good. I've, that's good. I've literally said on this podcast, if you find the spot where the hard, where the hemlocks meet the oaks, drop your bait and say right there, don't look anywhere else. <laughs> yep, it's true. Oh no, it's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. I, I, I wish you know. It's not that I don't listen to your podcast, but I, yeah. I don't remember. I'm sure you did say that. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's just funny. I was like, that, like, are you quoting me or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I swear, I swear, I won. But uh, yeah, no. But hey, no, it's true. It's See, true. I, there we uh, go. The the point of the point of, of me saying that is independent verification that. If you find that if you're on the woods and you're looking for a bear spot and you see some oak trees and then you see some hemlocks right there too, just don't even mm-hmm. just find yourself a good stand tree, drop your bait right there, don't look anywhere else. That's the spot, <laughs> especially yeah, in years where there's acorns. I would agree with that 100. percent Yep. Because what's going to happen? In the same, and it's a good spot for deer hunting too. For the, yeah. You know, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Those little edges. Yep. Yep. But, Oh, interesting. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. That's, I mean, my no. best bear spots have been the, that exact thing. So, it, it's some. It, it's kind of hard to find sometimes, though. You know, it's, you know, it, it is. You know, but if you can find it, I mean, look no further. Is my opinion. Yeah, and, and and like I say, this particular spot that I'm describing now, um, mm-hmm. where I, I I I deer hunt, rabbit hunt, and uh, um, I, it's literally. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's it's a it's a very healthy um like grow a bunch of hardwood um, oak trees. Yeah, and then it drifts right into that you know uh, coniferous evergreen swamp. And then mm-hmm. oh, I've 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 had oh my god, I've, the only thing I haven't seen is there is a moose. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I've seen everything else. I've seen bobcat, um, fisher cat, bat, uh, uh, possum, uh, rab shot rabbits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, tons and tons of gray squirrels. I mean, I, I in uh, my passion, I love gray squirrel hunting. That's another subject. But yeah, um, and it, which is frustrating because you know, as, I don't have to tell you, when you're sitting on a bear site for hours on end, you see how many how many squirrels do you think oh, you see in the course man. of the day? Oh, pfft. <laughs> <laughs> tens of thousands. I, I can't and tell if it's there, a, I can't tell if it's tens of thousands or like. Like three, well, the same one ten thousand. Yeah, exactly. I'm not quite sure, but yes, it's, it's not not ten, not tens of thousands. But I've often I've tried to do the math. I'm like, if I shot every squirrel that I actually saw and and processed it, I'd probably end up with more pound for pound more yep. meat with squirrel than I would a bear. That's how many squirrels I see. Probably. Yep. Uh, but uh, but I I do love squirrel hunting. Have you ever heard? You know, I've heard that. Um, I don't know if I'd call it an old wives' tale, but I've heard that like great that um like pine squirrels, red squirrels will like bark at bears as they're coming into a bait site, you know, and that the there be if you listen out for them, they'll like sound an alarm. And uh, and so when I first heard that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And so I started listening to them. Then I just realized that that red squirrels bark at everything. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there like, oh, there's a red squirrel barking. Oh, there, there's another. There must be a thousand bears around me because they're barking at everything. <laughs> they, they do. They do. They, they hit at each other. And then if they know you're there, that sets oh, off an alarm. Man. Um, oh, man. And, you know, the east, eastern squirrels are a different breed than, um, like, when I'm down down south i'm like i can't believe how stupid those squirrels are yeah yeah i mean when you see a squirrel when a squirrel sees you in new hampshire it goes to the top of the tree to the to the highest limb and sits on on top of the limb yeah it's like you've got to be kidding me so i mean squirrel hunting in new england if you're doing it you know with, with that it's 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 a it's a bit challenging but mm-hmm. you know down south i'm like oh my god this is easy food you know, I mean, they just run around like, it's like yeah, they're just a different breed. <laughs> yep. Um, and, they have, and they have the fox squirrels too, which are pretty cool. Yeah. I like those. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've never hunted, I've never squirrel hunted down south, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, but interesting. Although I did live yeah. in North Carolina when I was stitched in the Marine Corps, so, yeah. Oh, we're, uh, really? Yeah. Down, down in Jacksonville, but yeah, Camp Lejeune, I should say, but. Yeah, uh, I've been. I looked at a. I looked at a boat for sale in Jacksonville. Actually, I'm oh, familiar okay. with that town. Okay. Yeah. Yep. My old stomping grounds. <laughs> well, and and uh, and actually, I think if, I, I'm pretty sure. I think some of the biggest bear on record came from, come from North Carolina. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because bear. Yeah, you know it's funny when I was down there because we, you know, we would do field ops all the time. We'd be camping out or whatever, and um. And for whatever reason, when I was young, when I was down there, for I'm not sure why I thought this, but I assumed there wasn't bears down there. And then, you know, as I, I got older and I, I started to realize, like, North Carolina had huge bears, I realized that, like, where some of the places I did, like, field ops were, were probably, like, prime bear country. Yep. <laughs> There's probably all kinds of bears down there, and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looking looking back in, in retrospect, yeah. Well, I've heard this. Someone have told me that um, the bears don't really cross ninety five. You know the main out. You know yeah. I ninety five that goes down through. They say that the bear population is west of ninety five. Okay. Now I don't know if that's and and I've never seen a bear east of ninety five. I yeah. guess it's something about. I don't know, but. Um, they certainly have them west of that. I know that, and they they get some big ones. Yes. See, I I thought there was some right on the coast there, but I'm not sure. For you know, don't quote me on that. But I thought there was at least some yeah. down there. Well, I think um, there's a place called Angola. Mm-hmm. Um, then I I'm pretty sure there's some pretty pretty healthy black bears there. Yeah. Honestly, I I think that's on the east. I, I'm not sure where that is, but. Regardless of where, I mean, I do know they harvest some pretty incredibly huge black bear from yeah. that state. Yep, huge, huge bears from the pictures yeah, I've seen. Well, they don't even six hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the boars don't even really need to hibernate down there. You know. Yeah. So it's crazy. Well, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Have you ever bear hunted down there or no? No, no, I haven't. Um, okay. A friend of mine just started. Uh, he's from North Carolina. Okay. Um, he was going, uh, did he get one last year? I don't think he did, but he was just getting into bear hunting. Okay. And, um, uh, he was, I think, I'm pretty sure he went, but I, I know if he'd, have, if he'd have got one, he would have told me, I would have heard about it. Right. Right. Um, but I think, I think he's, uh, not a lot of the guys I know are into it down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I didn't realize it was a thing either when I was down there. So. Yeah. Well, they're they're big into their deer hunting, and uh, that's a whole different 
I mean, they haven't deal with dogs down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole different, whole different world uh, <laughs> in some places. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and I was kind of like, I always, you know, growing up in the, <laughs> growing up in the Northeast, I'm like, what? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Well, when you go down there, you realize why. Yeah. Uh, first of all, there's there's no shortage of deer, and second of all, some of the places that those deer go, you you know, you couldn't get in there. Yeah. And you know, the snakes. There's there's a whole bunch of different reasons for it. I've never done it. I'd probably really have no interest in doing it. Yeah. Um, but it is, there's a reason they let them do it. And that's kind of like back to like bear hunting. It's interesting that people say, well, um, you know, that are against baiting, for instance. I mean, I get a lot of, uh, uh, I've put up with a lot of negativity over the years. And, uh, and you say, well, you know, it's in New England. Um, it's the deal. I mean, it's really the only effective way to harvest the amount of bear that we need to harvest, you know, that the biologists want us to take Yep. because you don't, you know, but it's like, well, you know, I saw so-and-so up and it's like, well, yeah, cause you know, you can spot and stock mm-hmm. in parts of Canada or British Columbia or those other places. Um, yep. you know, you can see a bear from 200 yards away. It's a different deal. Yep. Totally um, different. You don't. You don't do that in New Hampshire or Maine, no. for that matter. Now, no. I'm not saying that a guy sitting in a tree stand won't once or twice in his life have one walk out. Yep. I'm not saying that, you know, but if you asked anybody who honestly and said, okay, in your life, how many bear have you seen in a hunting situation? And most guys will say never yeah. or one. And these are guys that have hunted for, you know, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, think uh, about like this. How many times do you just walk around the woods, see a bear? You know, I mean, it's pretty much, it's the same here too. I mean, you would not, without baiting and hounds, you would not, hardly anybody would shoot bears. It'd be such a random thing. Well, and that's the way, that's the way it would be here. And they, you know, the biologists, um, they want you to shoot a thousand. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we broke a thousand last year. I know we did the year before we had a, a better year, but, um, and then we're talking about, they wanted to, to harvest more. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like you know we can't even get the numbers now, you know. And <laughs> yeah. you know they won't they won't extend the bear season. They won't extend the bait season. They won't allow a spring season. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But if they stopped, if they if they banned either one, if they banned hounds or baiting, I mean our numbers would go get cut in half at yeah. least. Yeah, for sure. You know, if they if they banned if they start if they prevented both, I mean I don't think we'd shoot 150 bear in the in, in a year. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. You know. If, 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 you know, legit, I mean, if no one was putting out, you know, if someone, you know, if it was done honestly yeah. and, and whatever, I mean, I don't think a hundred, 150 bears get shot incidentally, right. realistically. No, I, I doubt it too. I, I mean, and you'd have to, I mean, it'd be so, you would have to go and you'd have to scout out. It would, it would just, yeah. I don't think it, it's well, even possible. Well, now, now, it, it, not that it couldn't be. Now, here, here's the thing: if you found those natural resources, yeah. If you found those natural, I'm sorry. Food, now, first of all, we got to back up it because bears are nocturnal for the most part, when right? For feeding, yeah. But if you, and you know, if you had the time, if you had a month, like if you, if you went out every day for the month of September and yep. you know, to a, to a, to a healthy beach, a beach, you know, beach nuts. Or yep. whatever. I mean, you you stand a, a chance. Yeah. But um. But yeah. I mean, it's just you most know, people don't out, have the time or commitment. You know. Don't don't have the time or the interest or the. No one has the time 
interest and uh, where you know you, you're never going to find that combination nope. because most guys are lucky to get out. You know, if you can spend a week bear hunting, um, yeah, that's that's for a working guy. That's a lot of time. Yeah, I mean that's a huge commitment. You know, you know? I mean depends on depends on what you know vacation you have from your work or you know what what yep. your situation is for work. But yeah, for yep. most working guys, I mean if you commit a week to bear hunting, that's you're a hardcore bear hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is a lot of guys that like bear hunting can't hunt where they live. You know, you yeah. take a guy that lives in the southern part of the state. It's like, you know, he's got to drive an hour and a half to get to where he's going hunting. So yeah. he's there for a week, you know, so there's that. Exactly. Um, and, and back to the part where, you know, I mean, our, our, our hunting, our hunter numbers, our hunter participation numbers keep dropping off every year. Yeah. It's just becoming a, you know, hunting in general is, is in trouble across the country as far as that goes. But yeah. It's just a, you know, it's a sign of the times, I guess. It's just becoming kind of a lost, uh, lost art. Which kind of, which why I started the YouTube channel in the first place was just to try to kind of bring, you know, a lot of the traditions to light. It's like this is what we did for, you know, years. Whether it's maple syrup or bear hunting or or, or whatever, you know, yeah. Now, those are the things that are going kind of going to the going to the wayside for yeah. for a multitude of reasons, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, no, I mean that's why I do this is because you know I I want to help people that you know because the the majority of people that want to hunt bears, for instance, live down, you know, you know, in in my region especially, live um, southern Wisconsin, southern Minnesota, southern Michigan, you know, and they want to you know, and your average person can't, you know, I mean they can if they they plan it right, but most people on a whim can't afford to go and you know, pay for a guide up in Canada or whatever, and they just want to hunt a bear in their state. And yeah. um, it's very doable if you know what to do, you know, and you know how to plan for it. And, you know, and so that's, that's my thing is to try to help people that want to, I mean, just simply do a do-it-yourself hunt in your own state, you know. What, how well, do you, you know, get started? Yeah, that, that's the one thing about bear hunting. It is a DIY hunt. Once yeah. you learn how to do it, yeah, you know, sure. if you can, if you can, first off, um, you know, have the desire to do it, but, um, secure, you know, find your, you know, find a bait source, find yeah. whether they're a donut factory or whatever, or get your kit, whatever you're going to use, if you can lock that down and then find a place to do it. Yep. Um, or, you know, someone will sign a permit for you. If you can get those, if you can get that covered, really anyone can do it. Right. If you're willing to put in, put in the time. Yep. Um, yep. so it's, that's it's, one, one. Yeah. Thing about it. If you if you if you're willing to do the work, it's very doable. So. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of work. It is a lot. Of it's work. a lot of work. It's basically I mean, bear baiting. Is it just comes down to how how, how hard are you willing to work? <laughs> you get what you put into yeah. it usually, unless the natural foods are awful. <laughs> and a lot of times, I've, yeah. And a lot of times, I've called it you know um, instead of bear baiting, I call it bear waiting because it <laughs> seems like that's what you that's all you're really doing is just waiting. You know. Yeah. Uh, you're waiting for that bear to come along. Yeah. But when it does, it's it's magical. And there's yeah. nothing I'm sure you'll agree. When you see a bear in the woods, there's nothing like it. They I just know. look un, they're like nothing else. They almost don't even look like they belong there. I know. They're they're you know so what cool. I mean? they're so it's cool. Ama- they're just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it's, it's like amazing. I I mean I can I can see, you know, deer all the time and it just it's not the same as a bear i mean even even it's you know i mean i've i've shot quite a number of bear now and you know i i still i'll drive down the road and i'll see a bear it's like oh it's a bear 
it's a bear, you know. <laughs> Do you see one on the side of the oh, road yeah. or something? You know, they're yeah. so cool. And that's some, I know, and that's something that uh, um, um, I'm, I'm kind of I, I, someone. Someone else said this. Like it doesn't come to mind who said it. So I am I am quoting someone, but but someone said you know they knew more about deer hunting, um, uh, about their food source, about their reproductive you know system. They knew yeah. more about the carrying capacity of. Um, and they learned it all through hunting. Mm-hmm. They learned, you know, they learned everything they know about it through hunting. And, and he said, I can't remember who the heck said it, but it's a good, it's a good way to look at it. It's like, I've learned more about what it takes for, to sustain a bear population in this world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Everything I know about it is from hunting. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I never would have learned it any other way. And, you know, seeing it firsthand and knowing like the habitat, the, you know what it's just their habits and 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 you see and what bothers bothers me is when i can keep seeing how we as a society i say we um because i live in a house you know i mean mm-hmm. i drive a car we just keep encroaching more and more and more on them but they seem to adapt i mean they yeah. seem to they still you know they they have no problem living with us yeah necessarily yeah, uh, but it's it. But like you say, and that's where we get into the uh, issues with the um, with hunting them in the first place is because they're in places you really can't hunt. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they're becoming very domesticated. Right. So that's an issue, and that's the part that I wouldn't under I wouldn't realize that if I didn't go out and hunt them because I'm like, you know, these bears really shouldn't be here. We should be out. You know, we should be thirty miles out in the woods. Like when I'm up in northern Maine, it's like mm-hmm. that's where bears should be. Yeah. You know. Yep. That that's that's but, the realization I had this year was um you know, I was hunting in Wisconsin and uh, I had a buddy, you know, kind of show me some of his old spots or whatever and you know, a lot of his spots are really close to town and I thought this doesn't make sense to me like cuz the way the area was set up like um it was around water and all the the, the towns were close to the town close to Lake Superior. And, you know, the, the national forest and everything was sort of away from the, the lake. And, you know, I thought, you know, why, why aren't we going out in the big woods, you know? And, and you know, he's like, no, all the bears are close to town because they, they rely on, you know, they, there's bird feeders there, there's garbage, you know, that, that's where all the big bears, that's where all the bears are. And yes, I'm like, no, really, really? But and so really, it opened... Oh, I was going to say, it opened up my eyes to, you know, because I tend yeah. to around here, like, oh, you know, I want to go out way on the bush and find the bears, you know, because that's where they are. But I'll tell you what, this year I'm going to pay a lot more attention to things closer to town because <laughs> bears are, used, especially the big ones, you know, are dealing with people. That's where it's probably safer. There's more food, you know, because there's not quite the hunting pressure close to town. No, no, there's so. not. And, you know, I mean, especially they're pretty much nocturnal anyway. And Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I mean, we've got them. I see. You know, and that's the other thing. When I was a kid, I even, I'm, I'm going to say 20 years ago, uh, you never saw a bear during the day. You never saw bears. I mean, if you saw a bear crossing the road, it was like very rare. Yeah. And, it, and everyone talked about it. Yep. I mean, I see, I saw a black bear in fields mm-hmm. when I was scouting for turkey this spring. <laughs> I mean, I see probably, I bet I see, I bet I see six or seven bear a year crossing the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty So, big. and, and you never saw that, you know, even up to, up till 20 years ago, you never saw that. So, yeah. you know, it's either, there's two things. There are either more of them mm-hmm. 
or they're just living closer to the proximity of, of people because because of food. Yeah. You know, and the uh, the availability, you know, people even, you know, garbage cans, dumpsters, uh, just bird feeders. And turkeys do the same thing, you know, like when we didn't have any acorns a couple of years ago, you couldn't find a turkey in the woods. Mm-hmm. They were all under people's bird feeders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they get used to that. And, you know, like anything, I mean, they're lazy by nature. I mean, if yeah. there's an easy food source, um, they're going to stick with it. Right. And if there's no pressure, if nobody's, you know, if nobody's shooting them, um, there's no reason for them to leave. Right. <clears throat> exactly. So, so it's all, it's all part of the, you know, it's all part of what, uh, what we're up against trying to, trying to hunt them. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I don't cool. know if we covered that subject. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Um, well, We've almost doubled our, our scheduled time. So maybe we should start wrapping this up, I guess. Yeah. Or, uh, it looks like I'm, yeah. going over, I'm going over the list right now. It doesn't looks like we actually covered everything I was hoping to talk about. Um, yeah, cool, awesome. Well, do you have any uh, closing thoughts or anything like that? Anything deep for me? Ah, um, anything you can think well, of that we didn't the, cover that we should? No, because um, we covered, you know, uh, processing the bear, eating, um, yeah. you know, uh, selecting bait sites. Um, we kind of did in reverse order. Normally, normally I try to set up like, <laughs> okay, how do you hunt the bear? And then we end with recipes. We started with recipes, which I actually like today. That was good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think because, well, it kind of shows up, you know, because that's kind of like what we think about when we're hunting, you know, how are we going to eat this thing? Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. I don't, you know, I don't think that's not necessarily a bad, uh, a bad thing. No, no, actually, you yeah. know, I want to come full circle. This is my, I'm going to start with my closing thought. I'm going to be rude and, and jump ahead of you. So sure. I never finished actually how I finished, totally how I processed my bear. So the back hams, I'm going to... I'm going to smoke into, um, bear hams. Um, and then the, the only other thing I didn't cover was the neck, which is sizable on a bear compared to a deer. Um, you actually get a lot of meat out of the neck. And so that's all grind. And then the back straps are steaks and the tenderloins are steaks. Um, yeah. So now other years past where I didn't think I'd have quite the venison source I had this year. Um, I would grind up at least one of the hams, if not both, and I would grind um, at least one of the front shoulders. So I've always, I, I don't think I've ever ground bear ribs, though. Bear ribs have always been bone-in, you know, ribs. And I'm trying to think of anything else I've done. Years past, I've ground up shanks, but... I don't think I'll ever grind up shanks again. Just it's not worth the effort. It's way, way, way better as um, roast because then you don't have to deal with all the you know sinew and all that. It, it all just kind of breaks down yeah. in the crock pot anyway. So yeah. That's the way so there's go. two things I've there's two things that I have. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not cutting you off. When no, I you're good. No, I'm done. It, I'm good. Yeah, um, because uh, the two things I haven't uh, done a roast in a crock pot. Okay. And actually, and also trying the uh, what you're talking about, uh, I don't think I've ever done it that way. I've done them in Dutch ovens, which yeah. I guess is kind of the same thing. It's basically the same um, thing. And I, have, I have both. And I love, 
and I love to cook in cast iron. That's yeah. kind of my, uh, yeah. but the other thing was the, uh, rendering the, the, the bear fat in the Dutch, uh, the, uh, uh, crock pot. That's something I definitely want to try because yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I won't grind up quite as much next year. Um, and like I say, the reason I grind it, um, is, is primarily because my wife loves to cook with it that way. So yeah. if she lets, you know, if, if she's, if she's nice enough to, you know, let me, uh, you know, go hunting and spend the time, I'm more than happy to process it any process it any way she wants me to. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> cause I'm pretty exactly. lucky. She's a phenomenal cook on top of that. But, awesome. um, so yeah, I've picked up a couple ideas as far as, uh, as far as um, eating the final product, there's a couple of things I want to try differently now, I think. But yeah. we're, I think we're both on the same page. You can't beat real um, – you really can't beat bare ribs. No. No, you can't. I love uh, them. I love them. I yeah. think I, – I don't – I think this week's pretty much booked up for my, my meal planning. But I think next week, bare ribs will be on the, the menu for sure. Yeah. After this I conversation. Still have one back. Yeah. <laughs> I still have one package of that left. Um, what, what I'm trying to do now is, is uh, actually finish off my 2018 bear before I dive into the venison uh, from this year. Okay. But I've also I've, uh, been inundated with, uh, we've been um, jigging uh, rainbow smelts up, uh, yep. as we talked about earlier. So yep. I've been eating a lot of smelts, uh, eating a lot of those. Those come in, it's that type of year, time of year. So I'm eating those at least once a week. But yeah, I got to, uh, I got to finish up, um, finish up this bear, my last bear. So, uh, when I go, well, my goal is when I go bear hunting this year, I don't want any bear meat in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, cool. I got a little bit more to go. But. <clears throat> Are you going to do um, Maine and New Hampshire this year or just Maine? Well, definitely Maine. Okay. Um, but I think I may have to pass on the New Hampshire again only because no uh, bear, uh, no pun intended, bear in mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the fall, <laughs> in the fall, my hunting time. I do get a lot of limitations because of the nature of my business. So I think what I'm going to do, I, I, I will hunt in Maine. If, if I can do New Hampshire, that's great, but I definitely want to go back to North Carolina uh, deer mm-hmm. hunting again. So yeah. definitely Maine, definitely North Carolina. If I'm lucky, if, if it works out, I will try. And, uh, but the other thing is my, uh, where we had bear hunted in the last couple of years in New Hampshire, that's kind of gone, um, gone on the wayside. So I got to find another place to, to set up and find permits. So that's the stuff I need to be doing now mm-hmm. and contact people and getting permission and, and coming up with a game plan. I got a couple of places that I've always wanted to try. Um, it's just a question of making it make it make. Well, first off, make sure no one else is going to be out there hunting. For yeah. Long. Yeah. But so, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and before quickly now, do you do you use a barrel when you hunt? So, up until this last year, you could not use a barrel in Michigan. It was illegal to use a barrel Ah, in Michigan on public land. But this last year, they changed it to allow barrels. But I didn't hunt Michigan last year. I hunted Wisconsin, which you cannot use barrels. So, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's, It's funny how the regulations vary from state to state to province to state to province province. You know, it it. It's funny, yeah. but yeah, this year I will I I will be using a barrel. Um, so my hunting plans: I'm hunting Alaska, like I said, in the spring, and then I'm going to hunt um, fall Michigan hunt, and I do plan to use a barrel because um, 
I think it'll, I gotta, I'm gonna have to do some experimenting with it, because we got some weird regulations that came along with the barrels. Um, yep. Yeah, because the, the biggest thing in Michigan was they were trying to, they didn't allow barrels because people were leaving them, and they were trash in the woods, and they didn't like that. Um, which, understandable, yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. But they allowed them again, but they they had some goofy regulations with them. Like, they could only be, they had to be within 100 yards of a road, and they can only have one-inch holes, and... So I'm going to have to do some experimenting with it if, you know, but that being said, if I, if, cause I want to establish a new bait site and if I can't find a good spot that's within a hundred yards of the road, I'm, I won't use a barrel, you know, but it's, right. it's going to be interesting. So huh. I want to well, use one because they're, they can be a really good tool for limiting the amount of bait, bait, um, that bears can get out and they keep your bait dry, well, keep, keep, you know. Yeah, and it keeps the coyotes out of it and the squirrels. Yeah, yeah. Um, the raccoons. You know, well, rather raccoons. than just dumping it on the ground. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it is a good, there is a, uh, it is a good tool, but it's also, there is a certain responsibility that comes with it. But, um, yeah. But they do work. Yeah. They, they, do, they do work great, so. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, then. <clears throat> yeah. I did want to ask you that. Yep. So, yeah, because typically it is dumb. I'll find either a natural kind of crevice in the ground, you know, sort of a natural dip, I guess, and yep. um, cover it with logs. That's typically what I do. Yep. So that's I've done that a few times, and that works. Um, yeah. Uh, and I used to use. Um, have you ever dumped orange juice on on your bait? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. Orange juice? Well, I'll tell you. Yep. You, you know, get like oh yeah, oh, but you will you will draw in the hornets. But uh, it's the sugar. It, it works really well. Um, okay. You just, you just used to just coat the top like it. What I used to do is when I was doing that scenario you're talking about, would cover everything up with logs and then just dump orange juice across the top of all the logs and stuff. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it, it's a wick. It, I, I've had good luck with that. Interesting. Okay. I'll yeah. give that a try for yeah. sure. Huh. Yeah, and I think it's the sugar in the, you know, the natural sugar in the, but it also brings in the hornets big time. Okay. <laughs> so you end up after a few, you know, you, yeah, so bear that in mind. Okay. Um, you know, but I never got stung. Okay. But there were, were the hornets. So I always just thought that was, maybe it was just good luck. I don't know, but I think hmm. I have had good luck with doing that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Okay. Well, it's been a great chat. Yeah, it has. It has. Any other closing thoughts or anything? Or, I mean, I'm sure. No, I think. Forever, uh, but... um, as far as you know, other oh oh, other than um, you know, I, I I just encourage people to uh, take another look at it. You know, take another look at, at bear hunting. And if you've ever wanted to do it, um, you know, feel free. Well, for, certainly, anyone's feel feel free to contact me, and I could help you out any way possible. But you know, just uh, talk to a guide or talk to, you know, don't, it's something you ought to, if you want to do it, it's something you should try because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's something we need to, it's something we need to, it's something we need to do for the sake of the bear. Yeah. For <laughs> you know, sure. we need to, we need to um, help manage the resource for, you know, for the, for the sake of the future of bears and the future of hunting. Yep. Definitely. Um, that's really the only, what the only thing I think I would end it with. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, couldn't agree more, actually. I think of anything well, else. Excellent. Yeah. Um, no, just uh, 
don't grind the shanks. That's my closing thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds oh, good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and stick uh, stick with the hemlocks. Uh, the hemlocks meet the hardwood. Yep. That's my tool. Yep, that's, yep, there we go. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> there you go. That's the two most well, important things you'll ever hear about bear hunting. Don't grind the shanks and drop your bait where the hemlocks meet the hardwoods. That's it. Perfect. That's good, that's good advice. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.